You're listening to the Northfield Podcast with your host, Caleb Gordon, and we are tackling issues of family, faith, and culture, all from a biblical worldview. Sit back, buckle up, and let's go. Find out more at calebgordon.org. Hello, my friends. Welcome to the Northfield Podcast. I'm your host, Caleb Gordon. Thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to listen to the program today. As always, I want to say thanks to our friends at Outpost Coffee. Absolutely outstanding caffeinated beverages. You do not want to miss out on these guys. Check them out, outpostcoffeeco.com. On the broadcast today, I've got my friend Dave Melhoff. He and I have known each other since I was in eighth grade. He was one of my basketball coaches back when I was in junior high. He has been a friend, a spiritual mentor. I mean, we talk about um, losing our dads. He and I both within a relatively short period of time both have lost our fathers and we talk about we, we talk about uh, just working through the emotional stuff of of losing a loved one talk about fatherhood talk about um, the things that are um, really at the forefront of what we need to be spiritually and emotionally healthy and so I just hope that this conversation is very candid and it's very um, it's raw that's the word I'll use it's raw And I hope that uh, this encourages you this week. Love y'all. Welcome to the Northfield Podcast, Mr. David Melhoff. So tell us how you really feel about what's going on in the world today. Well, I guess I would just start out by saying that um, I feel like I'm speaking directly to uh, Gabe and Austin and Noah because they're probably the only three that are listening to this. You're probably right. That's probably all that's going to listen. Hey, a lot of stuff going on in the world today, and I think probably uh, it would be wise for me to just say, um, I don't know that I'm the right guy to ask that question because I don't know that I'm really healthy right now. You're not really what? Healthy. You're not really I don't think can I'm you... healthy right now to be able to say what's going on in the world. I just don't. I don't. So I'm when you say not healthy, <clears throat> when you say not healthy, define that. What what do you what are you referring to? Oh, I'm still working through some emotional health and uh, physical health. I don't know that the average listener, Gabe and Austin and Noah, <laughs> the three people that are listening to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I just came through 14 months of uh, of a unique season in my life, yeah. which, um, you know, presented a bunch of different challenges and revealed a number of different things uh, to me experientially. And so I'm still kind of on the backside of that mountain, so to speak, of trying to analyze and figure out exactly what all took place and how it affected me and sure. what what parts of that I am a product of having been on the other side of the mountain, so on the face of the mountain. So yeah. pretty interesting season in my life right now, Caleb. appreciate you asking about how I feel about the world. <laughs> so it, it's interesting that you and I, we have gone through together yes. something similar. I mean, what he's referring to is is the passing of his father. And, and that... That is something that he and I both have experienced within a relatively short time together. And so yeah. I, when he says he's trying to process through some of the emotional side of this, man, I I, I, w- I literally, the other day, 
I went out to dad's because we're still going through dad's estate. And you know, you, you, I don't know if you're, you don't, you're not having to do all that kind of stuff, but we're, we're going through all of his stuff in his house and looking through all this stuff. And I went in there the other night and I did some stuff and, and I left and I, and Jamie said, Oh, I forgot something. Let me, uh, can you run back and go grab that? And I said, You betcha. And before we left, one of the things they told us is like, make sure and, you know, have music playing and everything like that so we turned i I turned on the music and i left it going and i turned it and i went back in the house and i've just recently got my smell back from covid (laughs) and when i opened the door and i heard the music that he's always got playing um i smelled him and and it triggered something in me that i literally I couldn't. I I just screamed because I re. It, it's like a click moment where I realized, crap, that Dad, Dad's gone. And I and yeah. it, for a split second I thought he was there, and it just all the all the feelings just flooded in like a like a giant fire hydrant, and it just hit me with this crunching smashing feeling and i i i felt helpless yeah and so yeah so where i'm at in all of that um because this is a podcast and for the three people that are listening um (laughs) what i'm working through right now is what is the emotion right now that i'm experiencing what is the emotion that you experienced so I am so out of tune with my emotions right now that I have to go to a color wheel and figure out, okay, where am I at? So this morning I sat down and did some, you know, did my reflective writing as I've been working through a book called Are You Really Okay? by uh, Deborah Fileta, F-I-L-E-T-A. Debbie and I, my wife and I, heard, listened to her on Focus on the Family. It was one of their best of 2021, and we uh, listened to it on our way back up to South Dakota in December, and... Um, it was so good, so profound, and it was the, it was just God's timing mm. in in that for the two of us to listen to her communicate. So bought the book, and I've been working through that slowly. And I just this morning started into I think it's chapter four or five where she's talking about you know spiritual health, and we spent the first three chapters. And I've been on this book for about five or six weeks now. Mm. I spent the first five or six weeks working on emotions. And then I grabbed my emotionally healthy spirituality material from Pete and Jerry Scazzaro. I went to that conference back in May of 2012. So that's darn near 10 years ago. And, oh, mercy sakes, I've got a lot of that info, but I still need a lot of work in that area. So my wife and I are committed to working through the emotionally healthy skills curriculum that they promote together and we're going to start the first session tonight on uh, community um oh what's it called anyway it's being able to recognize five different levels of expressing yourself Mm. and uh anyway looking forward to that had an opportunity this weekend to go to a uh, marriage conference on the five love languages and we just kind of looked at each other and said hey um Let's just take our marriage conference and let's work on ourselves together mm. and see possibly what God might want to do with us in the days to come. So, yeah, because I had quit my position. I would quit my, my campus ministry position um, back in October of 20, 
20. So I'm gainfully unemployed right now. <laughs> and I'm just not trying to figure out what I'm going to do next. It's what I'm, it's who I'm going to be next. So interesting season. Very interesting. And I appreciate, uh, you know, your three or four podcast listeners catching up on all this. I, uh, I, I, while you were talking, I Googled this book and I'm, I'm, I'm now fully intrigued because there, I mean, I'm, I'm feeling the same way and I, I don't, I've never, I mean, I, I literally, my brother and I were talking a couple nights ago and he's like, we're orphans now. Like it, it literally yeah. feels like, dang it, we're orphans. Like we're, <laughs> it's just, the, it's just yeah. the two of us. Like what the heck, man? And yeah. that I, I'm, I feel like I'm fairly strong when it comes to, <clears throat> you know, being able to do what I need to do and provide and take care of but man there's there's moments where i just feel like the moment that the doctor said okay he's it's done i was like i need an adultier adult in the room i'm 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 the adult i'm the guy that's supposed to 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 lead and guide here i'm I'm the adult and i'm like well crud i need somebody that's more adulty because i'm not yeah i'm not okay with doing this and Like, you know, have you ever done a genogram, Caleb? Are you familiar with genograms? I, I don't know what that is. I'm now Googling it while we're talking now. Yeah, yeah, that's a healthy exercise as well. A genogram is basically a family tree, except you go in and you <clears throat> qualify different behavior patterns and uh, relationships between yourselves and family members to the fourth generation. And it's very, very healthy with the intent of looking back and seeing where there may or may not be generational sin in your life. Oof. Yeah, it's pretty good stuff. And that's all part of the emotionally healthy spirituality as well. But I, uh, after my dad passed, um, went back to my hometown, and my, uh, high, or my, the superintendent of schools, Mr. Gerald Boitler, is still alive. He's 93. And he lived two doors down from us. He's got three sons. We interacted intensely as we were growing up. Mm. And uh, I just sat there and I told Mr. Boitler, I said, you know, you're one of the last remaining um, father figures in my life. Mm. So I congratulated him. And then, because <laughs> <laughs> my dad passed middle of November. Yeah. And then... Um, we went back there in January. I preached at one of the churches back there. It's my hometown now. And I grabbed a couple of his boys' sons. One of them came down from North Dakota, and the other one lives there. And we inducted Mr. Boydler into the Father's, the Father's Hall of Fame. I used nice. to work with the National Center for Fathering. That's one of the exercises we did to promote fatherhood. <clears throat> it's a pretty neat experience. So I called him the other day again, and I said, uh, How's my favorite Hall of Famer? it's pretty cool so we did a little ceremony and talked about the seven secrets of effective fathers and then I had grabbed a couple of uh, you know batons that you use in track for relay races and I wrote the uh, father's hall of fame and then the date on that and then I took pictures of him handing those batons to his sons so it's kind of a neat little ceremony wow that that is I mean it's and as much and I as I thought in the last day or two, I thought in the last day or two that golly, we missed it on Ed Gordon. We needed to 
We need to induct that guy into the Father's Hall of Fame, but maybe we can do it posthumously. Let's do it. Yeah, I'm in. That sounds fantastic. But I, let me. I want to. I want to speak to you for just a minute because I, I mean, I just. You don't know this. Well, yeah, actually, you do. I think you do. Um, you're a father figure to me. Like you're one of those guys that have been in my life. Man, I was seventh grade when I met yeah. you. You were thirty two or thirty three, somewhere in that neighborhood. <laughs> And I was in seventh. Yeah. I was seventh grade. Um, scrawny, skinny, DC talk listening goofball walking through the halls yep. of WCS. Yep. And you, the first thing you said to me is, "Hey, what you listening to on that on that Walkman there, man?" <laughs> and I was like, "Who is this crazy cat?" I mean, just in my head, I was like, uh, "DC talk, ah, cool, man." And you just kept going. Walked into the office, and I was like, "Who is that guy?" And yeah, little did you know, that's the guy that's going to run the school. Yeah, that's the man. He was it. And, man, you came to – you came to. I literally just was like – I became somewhat enamored with you. I just – as a young man, as a young guy, I was like, this this guy's cool. This guy – look how he's good at sports, and I was horrible at sports, but you were like, I'm going to – he's going to coach me in basketball. And I, I still was just uncoordinated, couldn't dribble and – I just was gangly and couldn't handle stuff, but you 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 coached me and how to how to fix my shot right, how to do these things, and I never forget. You came to Trinity Baptist Church where I went to church where Dad was a pastor, and you sat you not you sat and I I, I remember geeking. I was like, "Whoa, Mr. Melhoff's here!" and I was like freaking out. So I sat with you, and I remember my dad. At the end, oh no! It was before he started. He was, you know, he said, hey, "Welcome to welcome to our service, brother Dave," and talked to you for a little bit. He goes, "I just want you to know, I appreciate you so much being a father figure towards my son." Wow! And I remember that I was, I was probably eighth grade. Yeah, yeah I was I eighth grade. Yeah. yeah, I was eighth grade because that's um, we were we had just started Trinity. Dad had just gotten to TBC, and I remember him saying that in the midst of his sermon or preparing to get ready to the end of the sermon. He just said that to you, and then I got to spend the afternoon with you. I went home, and Debbie made waffles. <laughs> Which is still, it's still, still a thing. tradition, folks. It's still a thing. Uh, Debbie, anytime I come to your house, Debbie makes me waffles, and so it's, it's still to this day a thing. And that that started a tradition, and and we we stood. Out, I mean, you, me, and and the girls, uh, Jossie and Tana, were out in the driveway playing basketball, and we just we played basketball for two three hours, and then we went inside and just chilled. And you you we just chilled. We we watched. I think we watched some TV or just hung out and talked, and then you took me home. And that was yep. that was the first real interaction with you outside of the walls of the school. And I just yeah. remember when I got home no, and I was I'm like, plugged, so to speak. Yeah. yeah, I literally, anytime I drive down Madison Boulevard and look at that house, because it's still there, I, I tell, you know, I told the boys, I tell, in fact, I told Noah the other day, I said, that house right there, that's where, and he, you know, remember he used to call you Dale Melhoff back yeah. when he was little. I said, that's where Dale Mel Hoth used to live, and he said, "Really?" I said, "That was his house right there. We played, we played basketball right there." 
And so yeah, you can, yeah. So when when you say that we're talking about inducting fathers into ho- fathers Hall of Fame, man, for me, you're one of those father figures that have been. I'm 43 now. Um, you're in your 60s, right? Correct. 61. Yeah. 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 61. So, and we've known. I've known you since you were th- in your early 30s, and so, man. It's uh, it's been it's been one of those things. You you inducted me in your living room into the into the fellowship of the red bandana. Um, you yeah. I mean, you, I, in your living room, I've slept on your couch multiple times in my life, and so I, I look back at all the things that you have been like a father figure towards me, and you did the same thing my dad did. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. You, you you pointed me towards. Jesus. In the conversations, a lot, of, a lot of what Ed Gordon did that you know that I was observing from a distance too that he didn't you know obviously he didn't know that I was watching him so it's just um, it's just the trickle down you know it starts at the top with with the fathers that we know and obviously that perspective on earthly fathers on the horizontal affects our perspective on our heavenly Father in the vertical that's so vital and so important it really is and and. God created fathers for a reason, and and we, the reason our culture is so insanely jacked up is because we don't have dads that have invested in us, or in our in our us as a collective like our fathers invested in you and I. Exactly. I mean, you look at how yeah. our fathers literally poured their lives out to have a just as a sacrifice to make sure we were doing better. In essence, better than they were doing. I mean, because Dad told me how his dad parented him, and man, I'd yeah. be a, I'd be a mess if my dad parented me the way my granddad parented my father. Like, we're talking about generational curses. Yeah, I, I think my dad broke the generational curse. Well, yeah, um, yeah. I guess I would say, yeah, a curse is okay. I mean. Curse to me sounds a little heavy, but generational sin. Sure, but yeah, generational that's sin. That's why that genogram is so important. If you sit down and take some time and you do that genogram, then you work through that and talk through it with your wife and then your kids. Wow, healing. A lot of healing takes place. Wow. Yeah. I was just telling my wife, literally, literally, when you were calling me and we were setting this thing up, uh, getting ready to start this thing, um, I had texted my wife a perspective that had just occurred to me this morning, and that is... I'm not so sure that, for some reason, my mother doesn't talk about people who have passed. And because Debbie did it once back when we were up in Aberdeen, and she's talking about her dad, and Mom made a comment, and it's like, wow. And I'm literally sitting in the living room back up there with Mom and Dad, and then our, my two cousins would be her nephews, yeah. Roger and Paul Inberry. And Paul said, well, you know, Mom, Martha, what do you... What do you remember about your dad? Mm. And there wasn't, she didn't say a lot. And I don't know if that was because she didn't feel comfortable talking about her dad who has passed or I don't understand all that. So, you know, when I started out this whole thing by saying I'm not real healthy to be able to give you perspective on the world, I'm sitting here processing generationally in the matriarchal side of my family what, what was going on behind the scenes there, why she was not able to articulate or communicate openly. 
It, there's a wound, maybe yeah, a wound think, somewhere. You'd think that the fire hydrant would just open wide open and it would just be a daughter talking about her dad. So, yeah, you just, yeah I don't know. Interesting. It, it really is. Um, when you think about how, you know, I look at my grandparents and they, they didn't come to know the Lord till almost their deathbeds. And so... It, it was one of those things for me. I've always known that. I've all, the, the world of Christianity and the world of the church is all I've ever known. Like yeah. my, my mom and dad waited nine years to have me. They played and did all their stuff. And, <laughs> and they did their thing. Nine years. And then they, you know, one providentially through the decrees of God shows up this guy shows up in my dad's driveway while he's working on his 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 mustang oh, yeah. and yeah. says hey you got a bible and he's like yeah he goes go grab it for me and he's it's one of those giant big dusty got baby angels on the front of it bible and he flops that gigantic 75 pound bible down on the hood of this mustang and this guy walks him through the roman road yeah. and Amen. It, and all he does is go what do you need to do he goes, I think I need to be in church on Sunday. He goes, all right, I'll see you Sunday, and walks away. <laughs> didn't finish the deal. Didn't seal the, the, didn't seal the deal. And, yeah. I, and just Let's said, that. I just was like, what? wait, 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 what? And he, dad was a man of his word. If he said, I'm going to do something, he was going to do it. And he told the guy, I'm coming yeah. to church on Sunday. Well, he woke up Sunday morning and said, listen, Jane. That's what he called my mom. Jane, we're, uh, we're going to church. And mom was like, uh, we're doing what? Because, I mean, that that was a uh, that was a foreign concept. What, we're going to church. Yeah. What? And yeah. so they're in the back corner of Oak Park Baptist Church. He said it literally filled, felt like something. They gave an invitation. He said it felt like something literally was pulling me out of the side of the pew, and I I had a white knuckle grip on the on the bench, but I couldn't I couldn't withstand it, and it pulled me out. Something he said literally pulled me out, and I walked forward. I don't do that stuff. I didn't do that. I was a guy that wasn't that wasn't me. And he said, I I repented and I gave my heart to Christ, and it changed instantly. And it said my life changed. And so there you go, man. Had I been around the first several years of my parents' marriage, minus Christ, yeah. man. It may have looked different, you know, but you know God's, I know God's sovereignly got plans and everything. But man, it's just one of those things where you think about what would I have been like, what kind of human would I be today if I if I'd shown up two years into my parents' marriage rather than nine. Yeah, well, well, yeah, I can just uh, for some whatever reason I'm back here by my burn pit at the in the backyard. And I'm sitting here reading some. Uh, uh, are you really okay? I was reading that chapter this morning, and uh, that's my therapy center right there. That's where I go to. I've been there. Just be alone. Just be alone with the Lord. Yeah, and uh, you still got a fire going. You've, you, you, what you don't, yep, what, yep. what you folks don't know for the, for the three of you that are listening. Um, <laughs> <laughs> for the three that yeah. are listening. Anyway, did, I was back there this morning, and I just said, "Okay, Lord, what what's our verse for the day?" And I just. I just heard him say, uh, the eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. And uh, so I'm camping on, I think that's Second Chronicles 16, 9. 
That's what I'm camping today. Nice. I'm looking that up right Maybe. now while we're talking. But man, that's uh, and one of the things I think I'm interested in seeing as well, or it's interesting to see as well. Speaking of just talking fathers, uh, when you and I talked day before yesterday, Saturday, you're in the midst of helping your daughter work, yeah. and you know she's got a balloon business. Um, yeah. and she, like, that's what she's doing. I mean, and this was the balloon gig was not a lot. It was a big gig. And I saw that you sent me pictures. You guys are using a, like a, like a, a not a forklift. Good grief. What am I? I my brain is just scissors. Going. Scissors. scissors lift. Yeah. A scissor lift. I knew that, you know, not, I knew the lift was in there, not forklift, but scissor lift. And you got, <laughs> I mean, you're up in the air putting these balloons and you're working with her, getting this stuff done and helping like, you're in the midst of doing things with your with your children. You're loving yeah. them well. You're trying to shepherd their hearts well, and you're they're in their what early thirties now. Jesse is thirty. She'll be thirty three, thirty four in yeah. May, and Tana is thirty seven. Yeah, yeah. So they're yeah. they're in there. Tana's th- last week uh, early in the morning fixing her furnace. Yep. So I mean, you you don't. You don't get out of your parenting gig when they leave the house. Yep. You're you're the, and this is the same for my parents. My parents, my dad didn't. He was over here doing stuff with me, helping. I was at his house doing, and it, and the roles do reverse as they get older. Like yep, I, that's exactly right. You 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 were there. You just did it, but I'm out at my dad's house. He called me. He's like, "Hey, I need some help." And I said, "Okay, I'm I'm there." Drove out there. And I was like, "Hey, what's up?" I just need my clocks set back. <laughs> Daylight savings time. I was like, okay, but he couldn't get up the ladder. Yeah, and so I was yeah, like, yeah. you got it. And yeah. actually, Gabe was there, and Gabe's like twelve foot seven. So I just said, hey, <laughs> Gabe, can you just reach up there? And he reaches up and grabs it and and pulled it down, and we set it back, and Gabe put it back up there, and and done and done. And yeah. so, just an opportunity for him to see y'all again too. It's crazy. Yeah, it yeah, is. it was a complete honor for me to be able to to care for my dad. He had Parkinson's and neuropathy, and uh, yep. another number of different challenges that presented themselves. And just to be able to, you know, COVID threw us into a different uh, car really that forced did. us to be creative in caring for him. So yeah. uh, we did. We we rolled with the flow, and I think God blessed all of that, and is still blessing that. So yeah, yeah. And you, you and you've got a twin brother, and and how many other siblings you do you have? There are, I've got three other siblings. Okay. And they're all boys. We're all four boys, yeah. Four boys. And you guys you guys took turns just for kind of we did. Doing, yeah. We, uh, doing what was needed. We committed back in, in August of 2020 um, when hospice came in to care for Dad. We thought he had two weeks of you know, life left and mm. end of life days. And we committed to be with him 24-7 when hospice was there and Next thing you know, we went from literally spoon feeding the man because he didn't have enough strength. To even while I was in the while he was in the hospital, I was brushing his teeth and feeding him, and then we got him over to that extended stay motel for fifty six days because of the lockdown and the you know um, living arrangements at the moment that my mom and dad had. Mm-hmm. We took him literally from spoon feeding and you know taking little fifteen twenty foot walks to he was on his own in a walker feeding himself and. 
Yeah, so his days were extended by 439 days. Oh, and see, this is just proof. You know, we as human beings, we think, oh, this is where it's going. This is the direction. God yep. says it is an appointed time, and nothing you and I can do to speed it up or slow it down. Yep. God's got an appointment. Exactly. He's got an appointment for every single one of us. And the question isn't, are you going to die? The question is, are you washed in the blood? Like that's Amen. that's. Yep. I did a funeral yesterday. Um, and that was that was my question to them. I said, "Man, listen. The, the question for you this morning is not not are you going to die? Yeah, that's a given. The question really is, are you washed in the blood? That's that's something you can change. You can. If you're not, you, you ought to you ought to be. If you're not, you should be. And and so that was that was my. I said that at my dad's funeral. Said that at this this lady's funeral yesterday, and and that's just sort of kind of the 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 thing that I've pushed out and pushed forward constantly uh, is we have got an a, we don't have an infinite amount of time on this earth. We are we are relegated to a specific end and be, or beginning and end date, and then then we're thrust into eternity, and we're either objects of God's mercy or objects of God's wrath. And yep. we've got to we've got to do some serious searching. And I'm thankful that I had a father who pointed me towards that and a guy like you that pointed me towards that as well. Because if I hadn't had those two things, man, where would I be? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, it's I don't know. It's crazy. How is that by the way? I haven't Heard well. I think you'd have to. Uh, yeah, I think she's doing okay. She's uh, she's the stalwart. She's I've always described her as being the ballast. She's uh, she's what keeps the ship afloat. You don't see it a lot of times, but it's down there. And um, yep, she keeps plugging away and is as um, consistent as the day is long. So, so I can yep. I can. That sounds a lot like what my mom was to my dad. And it was funny because when dad did pass or when i'm sorry when mom did pass because she went the the plan in dad's mind was always i'm going first janie's not going uh, janie will not go before me i'm going first and god said "Eh, we're not gonna do it that way and (laughs) (laughs) she went first and it was you know it was very oh man it was such a the living proof that that mom was the thing that sort of kind of grounded my dad, and yeah, she's the yeah, they're the anchors. I'll tell you, she was the filter. Oh my word, the filter, yeah. the things that my dad would just say <laughs> at nauseum. Sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, Dad, wh- who are you? Yeah. <laughs> what, what in the yeah. world? And she was the she was the accountant, and she was the uh, the the filter. And once the accountant and filter were gone. So was a lot of other things. And so it was just that yeah. it was a completely different setup. And so I just, you know, yeah. The thing that we can tr- that we can see in that is is that God ha- has been good to put women in our lives to, to ground us um, where we need to be. That's for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. I don't know if you... We're, uh, we're 31 minutes into this thing. So uh, wow, podcast thirty one minute podcast. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, my my podcasts are typically thirty to thirty five minutes. So, 
Are you are, you got anything that any other tidbits or <clears throat> pearls of wisdom that you can drop on us? Yeah, I would. One, I think my my parting shot would be, um, you know, my relationship with Christ and my spiritual my spiritual maturity is linked um, to how well I know myself and my emotional health. And so I was really good in my early years of walking with the Lord, of daily prayer, Bible study, reading, meditation, you know, hear, read, study, memorize, meditate, the, the hand illustration. I was really good in all of that. And then when I dealt with my college students, I had to, up front, I just had to basically give them permission to live a guilt-free Christian uh, a, a walk with with Christ, and that, and that is that you don't have to exercise your spiritual uh, pursuit of Christ with those disciplines every day. And so I freed them of the guilt of that, and I said, establish for yourself a a spiritual appetite that can only be quenched by you recognizing when you are experiencing God. And your pursuit of that relationship with Christ involves a number of different things. It can be, yeah, scripture memory is foundational, in my opinion. And you want to engage in some reading and some studying, those types of things. But if you wake up tomorrow and you forget what today's quiet time is about, you're defeating the purpose of building a relationship with Christ. Hmm. Wow. So it's just about being genuine and knowing that, you know, you're under the shed blood of Christ and you want you know, it's unexpressed, but you know that you want to grow in Christ, and he, he speaks to you in a number of different ways, and the kicker is if you can transfer what he's saying and what your pursuit of that relationship is like to recognizing when you're experiencing him, that's when the growth takes place, in my opinion. Yeah, I, and that... And I, think, I think, let me just throw this caveat in, yeah. and that is, and I think that's when, I think that's when a lot of the, the, the spiritual posturing uh, falls to the wayside, then you get genuine Christians coming together and going, you know what, I'm I'm in a world of hurt right now, but let me tell you what the theme of my spiritual life is right now. Boom! That's when the ministry takes place. Yeah, because we live in a world so, that people say, hey, how you doing? Oh, I'm blessed and, <clears throat> highly, I'm blessed and highly favored. And, and, better than I deserve, yep. I'll yeah, tell yeah. And, we, and we don't really just say, and that's one of the things that Bubba Bertram has and I remember him saying he never asks people how are they doing unless he genuinely is going to spend time because he wants to actually be engaged in the conversation about that. He didn't want it just to be a, a greeting of, hey, how you doing? And, oh, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. I'm good. He wants – he said, you know, it's good to see you. Um, yeah. But if he wants to know how you're doing, he's going to ask, hey, how you doing? And he's ex- – you know, the expectation is tell me. Like, are you yeah. messed up? Are you messy right now? That's okay. Talk to me. Because what what <laughs> yeah. tends to happen is you and when people say, "Hey, how you doing?" And every once in a while, somebody will unpack, and you don't really that wasn't really the, the the idea. You just were like trying to say hi to them, and you say, "Hey, how are you doing?" And they're like, "Well, actually, let me tell you, um, I, I lost my dad. I lost my mom. I, you know, my house burned down two days." And you're like, "Oh gosh, I didn't really want to know all this." Yeah, but now here I am. But- well, yeah. Um, let me just finish with this little story. I'm 
I've been, uh, I get a massage on a weekly basis. It's a deep tissue massage, and uh, my shoulders are all messed up and my neck from doing one-man lifts with my dad and those types of things. It's just, you know, just a side effect of what we've been through. But So I'm trying to get healthy in that. Well, I walked into her office the other day last week, and she said, well, how are you doing? And I said, um, good. And then she said, well, and she didn't, she wanted more than just good. Yeah. And she said, well, how are you feeling? And I said, oh, well, I feel overwhelmed, un- uh, disorganized, and underappreciated. And she goes, well, I can't help you with any of that. <laughs> <laughs> so I got on the table, and she came in, and she started working on me. And I said, uh, you thought I took a wrong turn and thought that I was at my counselor's office, didn't you? When, when I said that, she, goes, oh, she started laughing. She said, I didn't know how to respond. <laughs> So, so I was able to uh, I was able to identify some of the emotions that I had been experiencing, and uh, when she asked me directly how I was feeling, because I'm in the throes of this study and of getting healthy in this season of my life uh, in this area, um, I was able to you know to communicate uh, exactly what was going on. So pretty cool. You said something that triggered some. Just a thought. A couple things here. You said number one. You say you felt underappreciated. Why? Oh, I don't know. I can't remember uh, what exactly the thoughts were at that. Well, yeah, there's a number of different things that have transpired over the course of you know the last two, three months, whatever. But that's you know that's a, there's a, a lot going on there with that. Okay. Disorganized because uh, you know we we sold that house up there in Aberdeen and moved back here. And so we're trying to put the house back together here yeah. with some of my stuff and those types of things. And yeah, so those were some of the uh, those were some of the issues at the top of my list that day. Wow! And so you yeah. you talked about counseling. It's not a sign of it's not a masculine weakness to go right. to a therapist. Yep, going to a therapist is not a bad thing. We we have this yep. stigmatism in the world of masculinity that yep. going to someone and talking about your feelings is a sign that you're weak. That is not true. Yeah, yeah. and I just uh, that's one of the just things. To be clear, I, I, just to be clear, Caleb, I'm not going bachelor. <laughs> well, I it's <laughs> I'm not. I don't either. I'm not either. But man, it's not a bad thing. It, it's it, you know, if somebody, it's yeah. I mean, I technically feel like this is counseling right now. We're in the midst of a podcast counseling session. <laughs> you and me. Oh, podcast counseling. Wow. <laughs> you and me, maybe, the, uh, the three people that listen. Podcasts aren't such a bad idea after all. Wow. <laughs> We've worked through some, some issues in 38 minutes now. So we just, uh, and I don't charge oh. you. I, I don't charge you to do it. So. <laughs> Amen. But now I just, I don't know. It's one of those things where I'm. I see the world and it's, we're broken. We're because we live in a fallen world. We do need help. We do need to be encouraged. We do need to have someone come alongside and, and help us identify how to become spiritually and emotionally healthy. Um, yeah. And if you do that, man, there's freedom there. There's absolute yeah. freedom when we actually find someone that we can be vulnerable with and not have to worry about, oh, crap, they're going to judge me or, or they're going to say yeah. something that's going to that's gonna wound me further. Um, yeah. So, 
It's good stuff. Well, I've said this before too, but uh, this will be my last insight, um, and, and probably not the, the last insight. But um, God typically works in us independently, and in my case, my wife and I, with this, you know, with what we're going through this season of our lives right now, and He, he doesn't waste anything. Everything is. Um, everything is by design. And so apparently somebody out there is going to, in the days to come, need to hear, well, obviously this podcast, I love podcasts, by the way. Um, Obviously somebody is going to, in the future, need to hear some of what we've experienced, what we've gone through, and it would be a source of encouragement for us to be able to communicate that message with them. Yep. Pretty powerful stuff. It it really is. And what the enemy thinks or uses to try to discourage God uses to encourage. And yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, throw a little Romans 8:28 out there, right? Everybody knows Romans 8:28. Yeah. All, All things. things work together for good. I don't know if well, you know this. Verse, but what's the, the verse before that? That's that's Robin camped for yeah. about the last 3 months. The verse before that says and to him who stu- uh let's see and and he who and uh, Oh, I can't even hold on. I'm, I'm almost there. I'm almost there. I'm just. It's, uh, it, it talks about, and he who searches the heart knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. What? Try and preach one sermon on that. He who searches the heart knows what the mind of the Spirit is, is because he intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. Well, then you got to go back up to the verse ahead of that, and you got to see that and it says where it says that uh, the Spirit Himself intercedes for the um, intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And you got to go to the verse before that, mm-hmm. and it talks about how the Spirit helps us in our time of need because we do not to pray. We do not. We do not know how to pray as we ought. Well, then, boom, boom, boom. Now work back down that ladder or up mm-hmm. that ladder, however you want to do it. Yeah. And, and I can't help but pause it. At verse 27 again, he who searches the heart knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he intercedes for the saints according to the will of, and I'm going, how? And I'm, so what can my prayer be in that situation? My prayer has been, Lord, keep interceding for me. <laughs> and then if you don't mind, would you tell me how you're interceding for me? That'd be pretty yes. cool. How can I experience you? Tell me how you're interceding for me, Lord. Wow, that's powerful stuff. Yeah. And that's so I'm not going to get I'm not going to get all uptight about uh, here's who I am here's where I'm at uh, sometimes I I feel alone and I feel lonely and I feel overwhelmed mm. and a little bit discouraged and all of that but um, you know the word would say well Dave Mel you better get out and get yourself a job right now because that's who you you know that's what you got to do well I I don't do I be I'm in the be mode right now because that's that's where I'm at so yeah. So I have to have to let the uh, the oh, what's the word I'm looking for the perspectives or the expectations of, of the culture I have to let that fall to the wayside and know that I'm walking intimately with Christ according to His leading as Christ intercedes for me. Come on, what? Yeah, I, 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 and I've said that when I've preached through done some things in Romans <clears throat> eight. Um, we all love, like, we all love to get a text message from someone saying, "Hey, I'm praying for you," or, or "How can I pray for you?" We, we love getting those little messages of encouragement. Hey, I just let you know, I've been praying for you, man. God's given us, you know, and I hate it's a cheesy, you know, it sounds like something that Craig Rochelle would say, a cheesy one-liner of, "Hey, God's given you a divine text message." 
from the word that he is interceding and he is praying for you. And, and so that's, you know, that's one of those things where I'm like, oh, okay, thank you, Lord. Thank you that you, yeah. you are interceding for me, that I would walk in victory, that I would overcome, that I would... And because you're God and you're sovereign, you've already got this thing figured out. And according to Ephesians 1, in your sight, I'm holy and blameless. I got, you're, Dave Melhoff is holy and blameless in the sight of the Lord. Positionally, where you are right this very second is at the right hand of the Father. And he, you're blameless in his sight because of what Christ did on the cross. So, Going to preach son. It's, it's fantastic. Like, that's... That should be a warm blanket for us to wrap up in to know that God is big enough, strong enough, and mighty enough that he is taking care of us. He's set us up as yeah. blameless in his sight, and he's, he's already done the heavy lifting. That's why I, call, that's why I mm-hmm. tell my church often is, God, like, stop trying and like, just, just be in the presence of God. Be present with the Lord. He's done all the heavy lifting. You don't have to impress him. He's already impressive enough. You don't have to impress him, and right. and just just be in his presence, and it'll it'll change our lives. That's for sure. Well, Ed Gordon and Willis Melhoff, those those two are in the presence of Almighty God right now. They are. They're probably doing something very. I don't know. I mean, they don't have a sin nature anymore, but they're still. They're, I mean, <laughs> I guarantee they're still doing something squirrely. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to cut this part of the podcast off. <laughs> <laughs> I never cut anything off, man. It's just, I just let it. Let's let her. Let her fly where the chips fall. You know. Yeah. You know, Caleb. As a result of this experience, I'm thinking about. <laughs> <laughs> you start your own podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you You know me too well. The Dave Melhoff Podcast Hour. With your host. Everybody and their dog. Everybody and their dog cares about what Dave Melhoff's got to say. Hey, why don't you start a podcast? Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> hey, you're looking for, if you're looking for a job, there it is. You just start your own podcast. Yeah. Get yourself yeah, a sponsor. For a job. Mm. If you're looking for a sponsor, find, you can get a hold of David at 405. <clears throat> <laughs> Okay, well, you want to dismiss us in prayer? Yeah, for a small fee. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> well, Father, you've heard every word that's been expressed today, and, uh, you know, the two or three people are going to hear this. Uh, our prayer is that, Father, they would recognize in their own lives each day when they're experiencing you, how they're experiencing you. And um, I thank you for the chimes in the background that we can hear while we're praying this prayer. But anyway, thank you, Father, for designing fatherhood and um, allowing us to experience you through our fathers and then allowing others to uh, experience you through us now. So help us to be faithful with the mission that you've given us as dads uh, to continue to seek after your righteousness and be a reference point for, for our loved ones and those who are looking in our lives. For all of that, Father, we give you the glory and know that you will be glorified. And we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Diversified Systems Resources is a technology company based in Bartlesville, Oklahoma, that's been in business for 39 years. Are you looking for a stable employer? 
clean office environment, fun teammates, and a day that is always new and exciting, then email us your resume today at dsrjobs at dsrglobal.com. DSR, we deliver technology.